Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello again to my dear friends and welcome to this Guy Montgomery hosted preamble to the fourth episode of the original season of the worst idea of all time. Uh, and I've just had a I've had a really nice time listening back to it. It's it's I <laughs> this is a unique time capsule in that I'm hearing a friendship form in real time. Uh and I'm also hearing, I guess if I was a, you know, a couples therapist or relationship analyst, I could identify emerging patterns in our, in our relationship. Um, I don't know that I'd describe these patterns as, you know, problems or that anyone's in the right or wrong, but I could, you know, I think what I'm hearing is that the, the origins of the light and shade that uh, come to define the podcast across its myriad following seasons. I appear to have had a very good time watching the movie. And Tim appears to be downtrodden by the screening, but also I think there's a loom, you know, you can really pick up on a looming sense of fear. Um, even towards the end of the episode, he's asking how long I think we'll go for, you know, looking for an out. And, uh, you can hear how wide my eyes are as I'm saying, nah, man, let's get into deeper water. You know, little did either of us know how deep the water would get. I feel like if we started at the shore of, you know, say, a beach in New Zealand, and we kept paddling out and paddling out, and we'd look back and we could see the land, and we're paddling out and we're paddling out. Um, I think at this point in our life, this is present day guy talking in 2024, if we look back to see the beach that we got into the water from, you know, we, we couldn't see anything. We'd just be at the horizon. And we'd be close, if we looked forward, we'd be closer to seeing land somewhere else. Probably American land. Uh, fun little bits of trivia from this episode. I talk about a series of books I read as a child. In the intervening years, I've had myriad people reach out and ask, what were the books? Um, it's about a cricket club. The British books, I think, and the the series. Someone discovered it after I said I can't remember enough details. It's called uh, "Glory Gardens Cricket Club" by Bob Cattle. I also discuss Philip Pullman's Dark Materials trilogy, um, which was "The Northern Lights," "The Subtle Knife," "The Amber Spyglass." Those I didn't realize those books were kind of coming out as I was growing up. I must have been reading those in real time. I think it's quite cool because when you're a kid off and you just read the classics, uh, there's an incidental reference to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously not realising that would become a seminal part of our working relationship going forward. Uh, Tim talks about wanting to get a sort of art house movie on DVD, which I think is quite a lovely little, it's like seeing an old cell phone in a movie that really gives it a sense of time and space. Uh, he also coins the term the Trojan turd. It's a lovely piece of phrase making. And in terms of trigger warnings, uh, 
Tim uses the R word, but less in a in a disparaging sense and more in this a scientific sense to describe the negative impacts watching the movie is having on me. Um, but otherwise, I just want to say, enjoy. Welcome to the worst idea of all time podcast. Are we ready? Yeah. I'm keen, bro. I love this movie. Here we go again. It's the worst idea of all time featuring Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery. This is week four of watching Grown Ups 4 2. Watching Grown Ups 2. This is our fourth watch and therefore our fourth review. And I am a box of birds this morning. Tim, how are you? Um, real bad. This is the first week where uh, the mood's changed for me a bit into a, a feeling of dread. Well, don't you go bringing me down because I just watched a light-hearted family romp through small-town America featuring relatable characters and family situations. Guy, tell me all the things that you liked about the movie and what's happened to you this week. I am just feeling really great. And it might be because 40 minutes through the movie, I felt really blue and I drank a ginger beer, mm. which had 4.5% alcohol in it. And I'm telling you, that was a real turning point for me. Is that all you need? 4.5%? I just need one. You just What you need is when you feel like this, you just drink one beer, do the podcast, go home and just... Then you don't have to watch this movie for another seven days. That's this right. Is actually, to be fair, we should be at the happiest at this point because this is the longest point of time before we have to watch the film this again. This is the payoff, man. Yeah. This is why we this do it. Now, this is be a celebration. You came in very cold. You came in right off the bat. Adam Sandler was in bed with Selma Hayek, as yeah. he is every week on a Monday morning. Doesn't change. And, uh, and you said, look at his stupid fucking face. I hate him. Yeah. And I said... Because this the problem is from me is is have you have you ever liked Adam Sandler? I mean, is this something that you should have thought about before we did the movie? Do you genuinely not like the guy at all? The movie's not about liking the movie, or the podcast isn't rather. It's about I don't know. Is it like it's a no, okay. it's a public warning or it's some I, sort of community service that we watch it each I, week? I think I made this definitely not community service. No one wants this. I definitely made the question too broad. What I mean, were you raised on Adam Sandler? Uh, oh, we all were, mate. Happy Gilmore and um, Billy Madison and even Little Nicky, you know, they were fine when you. You liked ate. those movies. Well, they came out when I was about ten years old or something, so they were fine. They they were funny. They were funny to me because I was ten. Do I'm you, not ten now. I'm twenty six. I'm you, still watching his films. If you were ten, do you think you'd find this movie funny? Uh, yeah, I probably would. Look, there's there's a lot in there. There's a moose. Um, or is it a reindeer? We never really cracked that, but I don't, I'm not convinced the computer animators know what animal it is either who made it, yeah, because the, it's a fake animal. It's computer generated. The back half was a moose, it looks like, and the front half is a reindeer. Well, yeah. the thing is, I grew up. I remember the first time I saw an Adam Sandler film. Mm. It was I was only allowed to watch one episode of TV a week, uh-huh. and it was fr- it was Friends Hold when on, I was growing when I was growing up as a boy. There was really? a very strict no TV rule in the I house. I didn't know that. No, you do. These are the things we discover about Is each other. Is that why you're such a big reader? Because you were like brought up in a, in a house uh, of books and... I don't read books. Books are for losers. I only watch grown-ups too. You read books. Anyway. Don't you tell me you don't read books, Guy Montgomery. If there's two things I know about you, it's you watch grown-ups too every week and you read a book. Uh, look, what I'm saying is my neighbour came round. I was ready to watch Friends mm. and she had... I don't know how old I was, but she had Happy Gilmore and she said, we've got to watch this movie... We're not what you're not stop watching Friends this week, mm. 
And it was it was a different time then because you'd go to school the next day and you'd talk about what had happened on the episode Wait, TV the night before. One second. Could you watch a show a day or one a week? One a week. I was, I was allowed to watch Friends. One like half hour episode of something per week? Yeah. Okay. The rules relaxed as we got older and learned to push back. Gotcha. But you know. Anyway, she brought around Happy Gilmore yep. and I watched it and that was the funniest movie I'd ever seen. I couldn't have had a better time. Right. And Adam Sandler and then there was Billy Madison, The Water Boy. I saw The Water Boy in the cinemas. Oh man, The Water Boy. That's and a good that, movie. I walked out of that and I was like, there's no way there's a better movie that has or ever will be made than this movie. What? It sucks. It really, really sucks. What? And anyway, so Adam Sandler, he's got this like... What's that line about the crocodile when he's in class about the crocodile teeth or something, it being cranky? And... I can't remember. Because... Mama don't, mama don't want me playing no football. That's right. Uh, anyway, oh, so the thing is that I, I can forgive these, like, I know that I, I respect Adam Sandler in some way, but yeah. I feel like right off the bat, within a second of watching Grown Ups 2, you, the, the, the disdain in your voice and the mm. hatred you felt was so mm. strong that, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what the point so, of what I'm okay, is. So, okay, I think where you're going with this is that you got the idea that I've been wronged. Like, it felt like I was set up because Adam Sandler has such a fine history of cinema behind no, him. No, I just... And suddenly I've been surprised on the I know, okay, no, 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 no. So this, this is what it was. Because you hate, you've said in previous weeks, you hate the character Adam Sandler plays. Yeah, I do. Do you just hate Lenny Fader in this movie, or do you hate Adam Sandler? Uh, I think it's a little from column A and a little from column B because Adam Sandler wrote this movie and I think there's a lot of Adam Sandler in the character of Lenny I th- because like so Lenny's character went to Hollywood and came back to his hometown and stuff so I think there's like him grappling with his own inadequacy about getting rich when his friends probably didn't that has <laughs> spilled over onto the big screen so the, the Adam are, Sandler's written himself into the film, and guess what? He's a fucking asshole. No, the Adam Sandler, the Adam Sandler character in Funny People is the real, or is closer to the real Adam Sandler. This is just, this is they're just cashing a check. So you, but you, 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 you. I don't think he is. I think everyone else is. But he co-wrote this. Mm. I reckon there's a little bit of him imprinted. Well, anyway, on this I mean, it was certainly it was certainly a negative way to start the movie. How many books did you read when you were a kid? Like a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I used to read uh, one about a cricket team, a young cricket team in England. I was hooked on that series. And the, There was a series? How do you make a series and about that? Philip then again, how do you Paul, make a movie about this? The Philip Pullman one? Just, I can't remember. I used, to, I used to read books. I still do sometimes. Fuck, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. Yeah? Like, too much, man. Even at the time, I was like, I'm watching a concerning amount of TV. As an 11-year-old, that, that was running through my head. What were you watching? Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air really stands out. That was yeah. on all the time. Uh, Simpsons, there's usually a Simpsons episode. In the I wasn't allowed, so was, I remember was trying to watch night. The Simpsons when I was a bit younger and I thought since it was a cartoon I'd be allowed to watch it. But I wasn't crude. allowed to watch it, which is so stupid because it's such a funny show. The crude in the Montgomery household. Uh, what else was on? I don't know, you had like Eek the Cat and Samurai Pizza Cats and... Uh, yeah, our weekends. Those weekends, by the way, were free for all. Oh, Saturday mornings. Remember was, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I do. And I was loading up. On, I was loading up on Nickelodeon cartoons too. Oh man, like Hey Arnold, S- Cat Dog. Stop, Hey yeah. Arnold! What a fun Rocco's show. Modern Life, which was the weirdest TV show, which sort of laid the foundation for your SpongeBob's. I think with yeah, the off the wall humor. I think you're right. Rocco's Modern Life really paved the way for a lot of good good cartoons. Although I through. never understood what was happening really. And Rocco, yeah, it was quite like kind of drug inspired. It yeah. felt to me, both the palette and the kind of visual style, but also just the storylines and it was what was being said. Psychedelic trip. You know what's not a psychedelic trip? Grown ups. Well, do. you say that, but 
It is a little bit of a psychedelic trip. We had two pop-ins during our viewing today, mm. uh, both who reside in the house in which we watch it. And one of my favourite lines in the movie is when uh, is when Adam Sandler goes downstairs to get something from the kitchen and they're having a party in his house and Nick, the bus driver, is in his underpants on the on the bench, on the kitchen bench. Yeah. And Adam Sandler says, why are you naked? And Nick, without missing a beat, doesn't turn around, just says, global warming. It's a funny and the line. scene keeps going. And I thought it was a really funny line. And I asked one of our pop-ins, I said, now, is this a funny line? Like, objectively, I need to know because... Mm. You know, I think we're losing perspective a bit. And he said, I'll need to think about it. And then a second later, with great comic timing, he said, no. Which is worrying for us because I thought it was funny as well. Which means that we are now operating in a slightly separate frequency to the rest of humanity that doesn't have to watch this film multiple times. During the 101 minutes we're watching it. I mean, the other thing is there was a conversation in the Kmart scene that they have. Mm. And it was cutting between the the two faces of the people talking and I couldn't remember whether or not that was a convention used only in Grown Ups 2 or a convention used in film. That was a really weird thing because you you said that out loud. You said, do, do they normally cut to the person that they're talking to in movies? And I was like, oh my God, you've actually, like, this movie is retarding you against film conventions. Like, you're forgetting yeah. how cinema works as an art well, form, look, I which guess is worrying. I need to, What I need to do to ensure I keep up with it is watch another movie once a week at least. One other movie per week. Do you know what I saw last week? I saw, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called when you're addicted to sex? Oh, the one the the one with, did you see Nymphomaniac? That's it, Nymphomaniac. Is that Lars von Trier? Nymphomaniac, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any good? Um, it's four hours. It's a lot of movie. It's Gee, parts it one and two. I saw Shia LaBeouf having sex on a big screen, which um, I, always I dreamed about. Well, I didn't know it was coming. Ever since uh, he was in. Turn of phrase. Um... But you know what? I was preparing myself for it to be a lot worse. And I think I've been hardened by multiple watchings of Grown Ups 2. But it, it was actually reasonably enjoyable. It, the what? first half is way better than the second half, I think. It's a bit lighter and, and a bit more, more fun. heart to it. Uma Thurman, complete scene stealer. There's a great bit with her in it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's in part one. Maybe just go see part one. I don't know how you would get it, though. Because it, 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 I don't think it's going to get a wide release anywhere, and I can't imagine it would even really be out on DVD. It was, it's quite an art house sort of affair. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, aren't you just so lucky you get to see all these salty alternative movies and swan in here to our podcast, derail the whole operation by talking about them. What I want to talk about quickly, Tim, is what are you ta- what, after four viewings, mm-hmm. and this is the fourth podcast, what are you taking away from this? Not the movie itself, but the viewing experience, the podcasting experience of, the, of what is the worst idea of all time. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is something we talked about, I think it was last week, and it's something that we've really started to implement now, which is the um, the check, check markers, the uh, you know your, your, your signposts that are along the way. So w- I will apply this to other future challenging times in my life. When you know you're going through things that are hard, just look forward to little brief reprieves of um, goodness. So for example, 
we're at the start of the film and for the first time this week I felt a really deep like in my the pit of my stomach a sense of dread that I was like holy shit I have to watch this whole movie again like I have to sit through the whole movie again and then so it started going a little bit longer I was like oh, okay we're about 10 minutes out from John Lovett's first appearance I'll, I'll just I'll grab hold of that and you and you did applaud when he arrived on screen yeah I think we should applaud every week when he comes on um <laughs> And, you know, every every time you're going through a bad time, and, and we did this a lot during this film, uh, this viewing, rather, where it was like, okay, about 40 minutes left. How many? We'll do a scene countdown. What do we got? We got the yeah. um, nightmare party. Uh, we got dinner, and we've got but, that supper. Yeah, yeah. Those, so. But, I mean, are you? is there anything in this, is there any redeeming feature in this, either, not oh, in the movie, yeah. but in the, in the whole pot, like, is there... Is there a point to what we're doing? Is that what you're asking? I guess. Are you asking, is there a purpose to this? I don't think there is, man. I don't think there is. And in some ways, that is the point. If you can dig that existential buzz. Yeah, man. You know what I did notice about this viewing of the movie? Um, Surprisingly well shot. Yes. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? I mean, any shithouse movie can, can... can sort of put high production values on it and dress it, what is it, to polish a turd? To polish a turd. And then it becomes a Trojan turd uh, where it gets itself through all of the kind of screening process that a studio subjects a, a big budget film to. And they go, well, it looks fine, you know, it looks like someone colour graded it and it was framed up reasonably yeah, well the, and there's a what, lot of faces what, what over thing is Let's to, rush it to cinema. Is the, but to, no one watched it, mate. No to, one watched the whole movie. Except for the people who spent $230 million watching it. Yeah, but you know what, man? I've said this before. If you've got a big budget film like this, you can do some very creative accounting. Uh, what I was going to say was I, one thing that you're speaking about is, is oh, I can't remember, but the editing throughout the film we noticed today, it, it sort of changes at the end. The last sort of three to four scene changes... I mean, they were imposing hard cuts early on where the, what, what obviously the writers or the director thought was a punchline would, would arrive and then it would just go boom. Yeah, they, and that's a write-off, we'll go to the next scene. Obviously, they wanted to sew a button on but, each scene, they had a line and then boom, hard yeah. cut to the next And then bit. at the end of the movie, though, they're just cross-fading, just <laughs> willy-nilly between... Just, they just go, okay, this isn't working, how can we subtly move on? Fuck What's it. this? Cross- the picture's changing and we're in a different environment. Yeah, fuck this shit. Cross-dissolve out of this situation. Oh, not even on good lines or anything. Like one no. of them's on Steve Buscemi just, just giggling. Yeah, I, j- Steve Buscemi just giggling after Selma Hayek kicks his wife in the jaw. This fucking movie, man. This fucking movie. Hey, um, that scene. So that's that's the party scene near the end. Couple of things about that. Um, that is featuring a guest appearance because you're not allowed to have a scene in this film unless a new guest appearance is being introduced. Uh, the Jay Giles band. Uh, famous for their song Centerfold. Oh, I didn't. Oh, you were going to sneeze and you were going to turn it into. No, we don't need to go there today. Nope. So, interesting thing about them the Jay Giles band no longer have Jay Giles in it, but they still call themselves the Jay Giles band and tour around and everything. Which I think is like, that's just the perfect amount of shitness to have in this movie. A band that still named themselves after the lead singer who was left. Interestingly, also, in the um, car wash scene, which is featuring the boys from uh, the Lonely, Lonely Island, Island, Andy Samberg and co., uh, 
Uh, they used the song in that scene called Cherry Pie by a glam rock band She's called One. She's That's the one. Um, now, I wish I had the... I'll find the quote, actually, but uh, Janie Lane, who was uh, sadly died a couple of Where years ago... have you picked up all this shithouse trivia? You know, mate, I work in radio. You learn a few things. Hold on, I'll get the quote. But he said of that song, he said... He said something akin to, I wish I had shot myself in the fucking head instead of writing that song. Um, but I'll just find the exact quote. But yeah, so what I'm saying is it's funny because it's like there's all these little telltale clues that it seems like the editors have put in this film that you shouldn't oh, be watching it. And a lot of them are musical cues. And as we mentioned last week, it becomes stronger and stronger each time you see it. The end credits roll, Ario Speedwagon's song, Live Every Moment, kicks in as they implore you to live every moment in this what in your short life can I say the direct quote from the lead singer of Warrant who wrote the song I could shoot myself in the fucking head for writing that song wow that's what he said in an interview once of Cherry Pie well it is very well placed in the middle of Grown Ups too. then uh, Tim this is getting bleak what is your shining moment in this week's viewing of Grown Ups 2 ooh ooh didn't pick one this week um shit Look, um, okay, I'm going to go with Shaq, Shaq's smiling face. I'm going to go with the, uh, we're still on the car wash scene, the bit where his offsider, whose name I forget. Dante. What? Is that his name in the film? Yeah, I think so. Fuck, where's he, where's his name ever mentioned? I've seen this movie four goddamn times, i never heard his well, name. Well, no, because a lot of the secondary characters who show up in all the Adam Sandler movies just go by their actual name in the movie. R- well, so Nick, sense. the bus driver's real name is Nick. Yeah. And Dante, who was also called Dante and Grandma's Boy, which was a B-grade comedy I really enjoyed. Yeah. That happens every once in a while. I really like um, Van Wilder, party liaison. But, you know, can't all be winners. But anyway. Uh, so anyway, the bit the shining light for me is that bit where uh, Shaquille O'Neal is getting washed down just like the cars um, because he's so big. I guess that's the gag there with the sponges and the soapy water and stuff. And as Dante yeah. says, uh, uh, what does he say? You're doing it wrong. Come on. you got to get in there. I'll do it. And then yeah. the glee on his face as he's washing down a, a yeah. soap sud laden Shaquille O'Neal. It's just charming. It's a charming moment. That was a that was Do you have a shining light this uh, week to bring to the fold? It was I can't remember what happens before it, but it was when the party gets quite ludicrous and it actually involved Dante and Shaq as well. So Dante, it just cuts to Dante, who's a police officer in the movie, by the way. He's on top of Adam Sandler's roof in his underpants and some snow skis. And he yells out something and just skis across the roof, shooting he guns. He shouts out, I am the law. I, yeah, he goes, reference I, to Judge Dredd. I am the law! And then he skis across the roof, firing his guns in the air, leaps off, like goes off sort of a, a ramp part of the roof and just lands in the pool yeah. and everyone starts cheering. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. And then Shaquille O'Neal goes to dive off the diving board, but he's so big. He he breaks the diving breaks board. Breaks the whole platform at the part where it joins. And you also the had another another idea, which was you wanted to discuss the character you enjoyed most. Oh yes, per viewing. Yeah, w- what we need to do, guy, is um, it would be too easy to just get on the kind of the mic every week after seeing this film and and just spill bile about this film. It would be too easy because there's a lot of darkness in our hearts when we get out of this viewing experience, but. That doesn't make for pleasant listening for a podcast. So we've got to punctuate it with positive moments. Now, my favourite character on this fourth viewing of Grown Ups 2 uh, was Higgins, played by David Spade. Because, uh, I don't know, call me crazy. 
which would probably be a fair call after seeing this movie four times. But there's something about David Spade in this movie where I think he is bringing the noise. He's doing some acting. I think his comic timing's pretty good. Um, you know what? Adam, uh, Adam Sandler gave him absolute shit in terms of a script, but David Spade just made do with what he could, and I think he's done all right. All right. Uh, How about you? Favourite character this watch? Favourite character this watch was probably... um. Uh, the the lady, the Adam Sandler's old girlfriend, the crazy lady, oh, yes. hubba, uh, the self described hub above baby. Mm. Uh, just I enjoyed the lunacy of her character. I felt like it wasn't misplaced this week for some reason. Like right off the bat, she just comes in. She works at Selma Hayek, Adam Sandler's wife's shop, and she's just batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. And she's and she does that, and it just carries through right to the end of the movie, and. She's actually pretty hard done by. Everyone ignores her. Mm. No one likes her in the world of this movie. Not even her husband, she, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi laughs like a maniac when she gets kicked in the jaw, which is her final scene, by the way. <laughs> we can assume she might have died. That would be. It looked like a pretty serious kick to the jaw, uh, but I just, you know, I thought that she was. Uh, it seems odd. It seems odd to. No, no, this goes against the point of the segment. Uh, what are you saying? It seems odd to Finish be singing thought. the praises of any specific character or actor contribution. But yeah, I thought I thought I enjoyed I enjoyed her her lunacy throughout the movie against the what said it sounds I feel like I'm going insane when I say this out loud. I can't finish the sentence. Finish the thought. I can't I can't I can't, I can't I can't articulate what I'm thinking. Pretty much she was my favourite character in the movie today. Here's what I want to throw out there. Everything we say in this podcast, when we say we have a favourite moment, when we, we say something is funny, when we say we have a favourite character, that is within the context of this film, which is incredibly shit. So what we're doing is we're, we're grasping at straws here, people. So if we say, like, someone's really talented, it's against this cast of idiots. Where did the term grasping at straws come from? When's the last time you grasped at a straw? These are the big philosophical musings you take away on your fourth viewing of grown-ups too. These are the things you think about, you mull over, you turn them over in your head. Where did that come from? Where did the expression selling like hotcakes come from? I put that to you. How popular were hotcakes where and when to foster that phrase? That's right. And I mean, how have they, in, in, in common language, remained so popular that's still a turn of phrase that we use? Just some food for thought here at the tail end of the Worst Idea of All Time podcast. This is week four of Grown Ups 2. My name's Guy Montgomery. Uh, I'm Tim Bat. And, um, hmm. and have a great week. Hey, uh, we mentioned this last week and we've forgotten to pull them out, but if, if you've got any thoughts on the movie, if you've seen it or a little review for us, send it on through. Yeah, you can tweet us, uh, Guy underscore Mont. And uh, Tim underscore Bat, B-A-T-T. And um, um, can we just take a brief moment here, Guy? Like, how many more of these do you really believe that we can do? Look, Tim, I'm still of the opinion that the, the we will find purpose the deeper we go. You know, this is like going under, you're going, you're exploring underwater and you go... 30, 40 metres down and suddenly, you know, say this is 40 metres, 10 metres a week. and so, No, we'll say 400 metres because this is how deep we're going here. And you go, you go, guy, I'm not enjoying it. It's just more ocean around me. Every time it's more ocean, let's turn back. And I say, no, Tim, 
Let's go deeper. What is there further down here under the sea? But what if it's less like a diving trip and more like a drug trip where we don't come home from it? Like, for example, I know a guy who um, was doing nutmeg because you can get high off nutmeg, but it, it fucked his brain up for eight years and he had to move back in with his mum and stuff. Like, he was irrevocably damaged by it. So what if our multiple watches... I don't it, think it's strong enough. I don't think I think you underestimate the movie, man. Look, in my mind... But this is the thing. You'll never know because the very thing that you're measuring the movie with is your mind, which is the same thing that's being See, destroyed look, no, by the No, it's this sort of conversation that you try and fucking ram in at the end of the podcast, which will make us go down the rabbit hole. Tim, this is Guy Montgomery signing off. I'm standing up and leaving the booth. See you all. We'll be back next week. Episode five. Big milestone. You want to say anything else, Guy? He's flipping me the bird. Bye, everyone. The Worst Idea of All Time Podcast.